This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we will have our NFL contest picks but now let's talk about Saturday's NFL action for this week 15. And let's start with a game that will kick off at 10 o'clock in the morning out here in Los Angeles. But I guess it's uh, noon and one o'clock for my friends here. Uh, it's the Vikings and the Bengals. Cincinnati, three-point favorites. And it's a little bit juiced on BetMGM with a total of 40 and a half. Joe, what do you like here? Uh, it's so interesting, the conversation around the Vikings quarterback. Because there was a time when Dobbs was the hot name that people were buying into Dobbs. And I think part of it was a story. And then I, I'm just some of the chatter going around. It's like some people view Mullins as an upgrade. Some people view Mullins as a big pile of suck, like maybe even a downgrade. <laughs> and then some think that they should be going to Jaron Hall instead. Like the range of opinions on the Vikings quarterback is really interesting to me. And the look ahead was Minnesota favored. So we're, there's also been a lot of movement towards the Cincinnati side. And I get it. They beat up on Indianapolis last week. But because you beat up a bad Colts team, yes, they're in the playoff picture, but I think we all know what they truly are or what they're closer to being than a playoff team. Um, three and a half. I saw two and a half this morning. I saw threes this morning. Mm -hmm. And BetMGM was at three and a half. And I, I see in the contest, that, that we'll talk about in 20 minutes, that was at three. Like, it's all over the place. My guess is this one's decided on how Jake Browning handles pressure with his receivers. And that, you know, Vikings quarterback, you insert one, whatever guy you go with, there's probably not that much difference between the three, which is typically a problem. It's good that uh, it sounds like Justin Jefferson says he's in, so he's going to be back. You know, he, he came back from injury, and then last week he exits with the chest injury. Uh, it looks good that he's going to return, but that's really what it comes down to. Um, how's Browning going to do against the pressure? Bottom line, it feels like it's a bit of a big move for me, for Cincinnati to go, well, they got the backup quarterback, their season's over, to, okay, taking him as a dog, oh, look, they're covering, and they're winning, and to now that they're laying more than a field goal. Yeah, I mean, for me, it comes down to, like, is Jake Browning a fluke or will this continue? And I did like Ian's point about the Minnesota defense playing very well. But also, the thing that I don't like is just the Vikings being on their fourth quarterback. The Josh Dobbs honeymoon ended. 
I like the Bengals side here. I don't. I like the Vikings, and I like them a lot here. Uh, it might even be my favorite play of this Saturday. And look, Justin Jefferson playing, I think that's significant. I mean, for the most part, Dobbs didn't have him except for one stretch, and you might even argue that Dobbs was the reason why Justin Jefferson didn't finish that game. Uh, and that, to me, is important in terms of evaluating quarterbacks. But to me, I think the defensive arguments matter a lot more than who the backup quarterbacks are going to be. And uh, Arjun Menon 100, uh, who you can follow on X, tweeted a mm -hmm. list of which teams allow the highest rate of explosive plays. And the Vikings have the lowest rate of 6.5% or 4.2 explosive plays allowed per game. The Bengals have the highest rate at 11.2% or 7.4 per game. You're telling me that a defense that allows a ton of 20-plus-yard pass plays will have to contain Justin Jefferson? Really? No. I want the points. Vikings plus three, plus three and a half, I think is fine. Okay, so all of mm. these uh, all these explosive receivers, what about the total? Mm -hmm. It's the lowest of Saturday at 40 and a half. Is this an overspot? I know it's bad, you know, subpar Ooh. quarterback play, but could we see some points? Yes, I absolutely do. Yeah. I absolutely do. I wonder, and this kind of goes back to something we talked about uh, with Corey Parson earlier on in the show, that maybe the market is reacting or overreacting to having so many backup quarterbacks playing that we just yep. look at this and we sort of treat it like a preseason game. Oh, oh they're not going to score any points. No, no, no. They're adjusting. And at some point, you do have to go over on some of these games. And maybe that pivot point was last week. And now we are going to see some points again. I mean, look, we've got some great receivers here. You're absolutely right. Like Justin Jefferson, yeah. assuming he's well enough and will be there for the duration of the game, going up against Jamar Chase and, and that great group. At some point, you have to believe that they are more than capable of acquiring explosive plays regardless of who the quarterback is like they're competent enough to be starting an nfl game so at some point you do have to trust that right yeah yeah for sure and you know nick mullins he's got some experience we'll see mm -hmm. we'll see if he's been around in the league a while man it's been like six seven years for him already and we trust o'connell for the most part like, yeah. the coaching staff is good for the vikings so if i'm doing something i probably go there but i prefer that overplay if i'm betting that betting that game and you know i was i was bothered by the the size of mullen's head like it felt like the helmet was too small like it was just like mm. painted on there so i don't know we'll right. see we'll see uh i man yeah i'm having a tough time to decide i would just play the total in vikings bangles i just am shocked how confident ed feels backing the vikings after they only put up three points like what if justin jefferson isn't a hundred percent what if nick mullins isn't very good like i just i i guess this is what we totally disagree on well and i mean i know you mentioned the point about jake browning and kind of believing in him like the vikings yeah. can employ a lot of pressure they do blitz a lot this might be a completely different test for him. Like, like if he passes this test, yeah. then he might be, you know, top two, top three backup quarterback as far as I'm concerned. But this is a different challenge be. altogether. And at some point you do have to respect that, right? Mm -hmm. Honestly, the Nick Mullins is like the only thing that's holding me back from pulling the trigger on the Vikings. 
Um, and the reason yeah, for that is just over yeah. the past month, like Ian mentioned, their top five defense EPA, number one drop back EPA and on defense over the past month. And we've seen this against Brock Purdy, against the number, like even Mahomes, they were in that game the whole way. Like Brian Flores, this is a Brian Flores bet for me um, against the young quarterback. Different story if it's Joe Burrow, but against the young quarterback, I'm that was kind of the case for him against the 49ers and Brock Purdy. Um, I would, that that's what this is for me. I, honestly, Mullins is the only thing that I'm like, man, th- like this could be a disaster with this kid. But otherwise, it's a Vikings defense spot. For I, me. Yeah. yeah. And I we've mean, seen enough of Brown. The- I trust Browning. That's the thing. That's what oh, I'm more than that's, I why that's the thing. Like, yeah. if Jake Browning is playing quarterback for the Vikings, like, if I had oh, seen man. a couple of these Jake Browning type games for <laughs> Nick Mullins, then I'd be in. Yeah. But like, I just, I have no idea mm-hmm. who the hell is showing up under center. Right, right. That's fair. How about we move on now to a game where our guests earlier in the program uh, disagreed uh, when it came to the Broncos and the Lions. I believe, uh, what was it? Uh, Ian McMillan was backing the Broncos and then Corey Parson was backing the Lions. Maybe I have those confused. Make sure to check out our podcast to make sure if I'm right or not. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, yes. So Broncos, Lions, Detroit, four point favorites here with a total of 47 and a half. Joe, what do you like here? Yeah, I know a lot. A lot has been made of the Broncos turnovers, and it should be. I mean, we're talking about eight games, 18 takeaways that they've had when they've allowed only 12 touchdowns. Why? Because shorter drives because of those turnovers. I get it. Um, But like you also need to give them some credit that in the move from a one in five start to now sitting seven and six competing for a playoff spot. They did beat Kansas City. They did beat Buffalo. They beat Cleveland. All three of them are probably going to be in the AFC playoffs. Like these are, it's not a soft schedule thing. It's just a question of, is this sustainable on the turnover end? But we do know that they have good coaching, you know, to back that up. And the Lions. Okay. My first reaction when I saw this matchup after Sunday, after the Lions lose to the Bears is, okay, they're going back indoors. Everybody's out on Detroit. This is a time to back Detroit. I just wasn't sure that it was going to be at 1.5 this week. That is too much. I understand why it was pushed back down a little bit, and now we're sitting at four. I get that. If this was three, I'd be in on Detroit. I, I'm hesitating a little bit at that at that number of four. But for yeah, I, I like I said, I was thinking Lions early on, but I'm just hesitating because of because of the number. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, and the the Lions have failed to cover three of their last four. They turned the ball over. That's been a story for more than a month. While you also mentioned the Broncos and leading the league in their takeaway. So this is a bit of a mismatch. I'm going to, I like the Broncos. I'm going to take the points and I'd even consider Broncos money line as well. Wow. Okay. There you go. A little plus money banger (laughs) there. Getting frisky. Yeah, I got to get at least one plus money banger in there in the Saturday slate. 
here's my question. Does this number move? Because my model has this as Lions minus 3.4. And right now at four, I wouldn't do it. But let's say it gets to like four and a half. Is that possibility there? Is this something where maybe I should wait? I I don't think it's going man. I'm just guessing. I was when you said does it move, I was thinking it could go to three and a half when you said move. Right. Well then I'm definitely not yeah. gonna do it if that happens. I, yeah. I guess maybe I'm right. hoping it might go in the other direction, like, you know, Detroit money or something, but I'm probably with you. Like if I were to do it now, otherwise, like I, I just don't like a side here then. Yeah. The lies just haven't been winning by margin i'm sure joe knows that because of the Lions stuff but i mean they just haven't it's they just don't beat teams or you know crush anybody so i just think the way this denver team has been playing it makes me feel like they figured something out if denver doesn't create turnovers this could be just the lions get right spot (laughs) you know that's absolutely that's where i'm at for me it's the lions or nothing but at, at the current number, I don't like it. At, you know, three, three and a half, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to me, it's almost like the other direction where like right now I'm having the conversation, but if it gets to three and a half, absolutely not. Like I'm not touching anything at all. And then even props will be hard to come by. I'm sure I'll find something, but definitely that's kind mm-hmm. of where I am. Uh, one more game for Saturday, Steelers and Colts. Indianapolis at home, one and a half point favorites with a total of 42 and a half. What are we thinking here? All right. So we're getting some good news on the Pittsburgh side, and I'm sure that's why the numbers uh, come down a little bit. Not sure if it's uh, sharp money or just uh, some of the news that was coming out. Uh, You've got, as far as Watt, cleared from concussion protocol, practice in full yesterday. There were some questions if he was going to go. Watt is going to be out there. Highsmith, uh, dealing with a concussion, he's limited. So, you know, we'll see over the next couple of days where he is. But, uh, you know, just Watt being out there, it's kind of like, you know, with the Eagles and Lane Johnson. When you look at the on-off splits for the the Steelers with Watt, like, it is significant, you know, Mm -hmm. for a non-quarterback, very important. So you've got the Steelers. You know that Tomlin's all over the backsides, right? Back-to-back home, terrible losses against Arizona and New England. Extra time to prepare off the Thursday game. Yeah, it looks like you're still going to be dealing with Trubisky. Um, you're getting now one and a half. It was two and a half earlier on in the week. But, um, I yeah, this this has just got all the makings of a Steelers spot for me as a short dog. And if you're scared about that, if you want to tease them to more than a touchdown, I like that look, guys. I'm, I'm fine with it. And, you know, you've got Indy just – Nobody thinks they're real, and they were just dismantled last week by the Bengals. Like I've I've never trusted them, and a lot of their wins it's over teams like Carolina, New England, Tennessee in overtime. Not all that impressive, and and I know they're not playing anybody the rest of the season. That's a story with the Colts. They might just sneak in because their schedule is just so soft. But uh, I, I like the Steelers as a short dog. This one's hard for me because I took a big stand on the Steelers and it has been miserable ever <laughs> since that Instagram post. I hate the Colts. Did you delete it? I want the Colts to lose, to lose. They won't win don't, until don't you delete it. it. I think don't Gardner Menchu over Mitch Trubisky, though, is a better look even with TJ Watt back. I think I'm yeah. going to end up passing on this one. It's gross. 
but I would lean Colts here, even with the whole Tomlin as a dog, amazing trend that he has. I just mm-hmm. think the Colts will still cover this. Are we disagreeing on all three games, Aaron? Because I, I think we sounds, have like sounds uh, like a plan. Vikings for me, <laughs> and you know I'm probably leaning uh, Broncos. I suppose you know depending. Well, yeah, Broncos by the number. Uh, but in this one, I would take the points with the Steelers. Like I feel pretty good about this one. Uh, probably a get right spot for Pittsburgh. And yes, we sort of detailed what's going on with the pass rushers, but. I want to give some love to Patrick Peterson here on passes below 10 air yards. Peterson is three receptions under expected. That's a top 10 mark here. I think the Steelers do a really good job as far as containing those short passes. That's going to matter a great deal going up against Gardner Minshew. And maybe you don't really trust this receiving crew all that much. And so I think the Steelers defense will be reigning supreme here. And the Colts won't have uh, as explosive of offense as say we've seen over the last several weeks. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our NFL contest picks right here on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up a little later in the program, of course, we got to get to our lightning bets, which I'm sure will feature this exciting Thursday night football matchup betwixt the Chargers and the Raiders. Uh, But now we're going to get to our Week 15 NFL contest picks, and I will go ahead and kick things off here. And I will start with uh, one Saturday game that I really like, the Vikings plus three. I was adamant in the last segment to back Minnesota here, and I will do it one more time. And I think one of the things that we have learned a good bit about passing attacks, specifically the deep throws, is that it has more to do with the receiver when a deep ball works out than it does with the quarterback. And so when you have Justin Jefferson, I care less about who the backup is who happens to be starting. I care more about Justin Jefferson's health. And so in that respect, I feel like this Vikings passing attack will be just fine, even if we have a quarterback who underwhelms us with just about every other decision that they make. So I like the Vikings there. Next, I'm going to back the Saints here at minus six. I mentioned on Let's Be Sharper, the Giants have horrible decision makers. Tommy DeVito has to regress to the mean And this Saints defense should be able to stop the run with Saquon and DeVito as a rusher. And the Saints might also be getting healthier offensively. They may look like a different unit. So I'm backing the Saints there. Next, Packers minus three and a half. A lot of this has more to do with, say, the Buccaneers having to travel to Lambeau Field than it does, say, what we're seeing from Green Bay. Just checking the injury report here. It looks like Christian Watson with that hamstring injury did not practice yesterday. Uh, Probably safe to assume some pessimism as far as his availability goes. And yes, this Packers offense will be different, uh, substantially different uh, without Christian Watson. But look, when you're dealing with a warm weather team going into a cold climate, this does matter at the end of the day. And so I think backing the Packers here as favorites will be just fine. Next, Steelers plus one and a half pass rushers are getting healthier. So it's a uniquely tough challenge for Gardner Mishu and company. Even the corners can play close to the, close to the line of scrimmage. They can affect the passing game that way. So I think the Steelers can cover that number. And then finally the Rams minus six and a half. 
because mm. I'm West Coast Ed and I have to pick a Los Angeles team to back. And so I'm going to pick the Rams instead of the Chargers because I trust them <laughs> to cover the number, uh, especially with how well that offense is playing right now. So Rams, Steelers, Packers, Saints, and Vikings. You could you, you could squeeze Chargers in there somewhere. You can't take New Orleans out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's preposterous. What are we talking about here? Louisiana in Los Angeles. Oh, sometimes And Dallas. then somehow the Cowboys There's are no Dallas. There yeah. Like, right. There's no yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Uh, I, all right. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> we are on the same page with Pittsburgh. Just explained why, so I'm with you. That is uh, one of my five here. Pittsburgh plus one and a half at Indianapolis. I got to say, uh, this car's difficult. I mean, that's what happens when you get into the oh, last yeah. month of the year. It's going to be tough. These numbers are sharp. Um, not as much movement because they, they're so sharp. But, uh, yeah, these numbers are, are a challenge. Um, there are a couple I'm like, okay, if we get quarterback news, I'm going to go somewhere else. But, yeah, we'll start with Pittsburgh plus one and a half. Also, wait a second. So the Titans are now favored by field goal at some spots. The contest, it's two and a half because of the Texans' injuries. That feels like a bit much to me now. What I'm wondering about is C.J. Stroud. It looked really bad on Sunday, and the assumption is he's not going to be out there. However, look at the number of times over the last few weeks that we have seen guys go into the protocol and get pushed out onto the field in shocking fashion on Sunday. What's not happening in the first half of the year? We're getting down to the nitty-gritty where you know possible playoff spots on the line, and then all of a sudden they're available to play. I, I wonder if there's more of a chance than we're realizing that Stroud is actually out there. But even if it is Mills and his experience, I'll take him as a dog against uh, Will Levis and company. Got to have a game plan for uh, Hopkins because uh, he was all he was making great plays all day. But uh, mm -hmm. Tennessee favored by almost a field goal. Come on, give me Houston plus two and a half. Opposite you, Ed on. The uh, Giants Saints. I'm going to take the Giants. Mm. Do I think the Giants are mm. a fade? Yes, I think they're a fade the rest of the year. Is it th this spot? It's just too many points for me. That's it. That's that's the that's the argument that sick that New Orleans should not be laying six, and they're not even any good at home. And what they have around 200 yards last week, like that final score, not indicative of what was going on in that game against Carolina. Probably they play that same game against almost any other team in the NFL. They might end up losing that game. Uh, so I'm going to take the Giants plus six. Probably the last I'm going to take the Giants this year, just to guess. And I'll go with Buffalo minus two against Dallas. Wow. Yes, I, I'm all in on the Bills. We know this. And uh, I, I think it's going to carry over. As long as we're not at a field goal, I will take them. Minus two against Dallas. I mean, the Cowboys will be able to put up points, but I also think the Bills will too, the way they're rolling right now. And uh, let's look, the number's been coming down. I wish it was where we were at earlier in the week, but the Chiefs offense should not be favored by a touchdown against anyone. And for the purpose of this conversation, it's eight. And that struggling Chiefs offense against Belichick's oh. defense Extra time. Give, it's gross. I know. Give me New England plus eight. New England plus eight. So Pittsburgh, Houston, Giants, Bills, Patriots. All right. I got four dogs this time. Not not all five. Man. That would be Just wild. be you, Joe. Patriots win. Yes. You know, 
uh, Belichick trying to get some W's. Win? Oh, I'm not saying win. I'm just saying cover. I was just thinking it would be wild. All right, let's start. I'm going oppo a couple, uh, both of you guys here with a couple of these. So let's start with Raiders minus two and a half. I think Antonio Pierce is coaching to try to get that job. Whereas on the other side, we know Staley is just a matter of time before he's out. And listen, this Chargers team has been awful, underwhelming, putrid, even with Justin Herbert. And now he's gone. And now they got some dude named Easton Stick. No, thank you. I think Devontae Adams will have a big game, and I am going to back the Raiders minus two and a half. All right. Jake Jake Browning, he's not a fluke, guys. He has helped the Bengals, and I do think Zach Taylor deserves some credit for the way he has catered this offense. So Bengals minus three. The Vikings are just uh, – they're on their fourth quarterback. The Josh Dobbs thing, it was a great story, but that came to an end. So I'll be backing the Bengals minus three here. Bronco, I got to mix in a dog. Broncos plus four. The Broncos have won six of their last seven and have covered five of those. Meanwhile, the Lions have failed to cover three of their last four. So where would you like to put your money? I'll let you do the math on that one. The Broncos are also (laughs) tied for the NFL lead in 24 takeaways. And what have the Lions been doing? turning the ball over it's been an issue for a long time now so i like the broncos i'm gonna take the points this is one we do agree on ed rams minus six and a half against my commanders at the commanders at home stink by the way which is head scratching to me now with the new ownership but i just don't know how they're gonna stop this Rams offense that seems to be clicking on all cylinders they've got so many weapons also you've got Donald I don't know what they're gonna do I just don't think they have the manpower the personnel to stop this Rams team that really seems to be playing very well for quite some time now Pukunakua um you've got Cup so I like that and then I will be on the Cowboys plus two Joe I was going to say it. Yay. Wow. Cool story, bro. You beat the Chiefs, but the (laughs) Chiefs aren't very good. That's not even going to give you bragging rights these days if you've seen this Chiefs team play. Meanwhile, the Cowboys have Uh been absolutely pummeling teams. All right. Now, I am going to stick to my guns. Cowboys, great regular season team. (laughs) <laughs> don't call me in the playoffs okay so i will be backing the cowboys plus two so you got raiders Bengals, broncos rams cowboys you're telling the cowboys to get off my phone in playoffs huh? <laughs> yeah get off my phone yeah if you if you're gonna talk that noise <laughs> cowboys yeah, get off, get off my phone. <laughs> Corey doesn't like just hang up. He he announces, "Get off my phone, you jerk. get off my phone." Boom. Right. <laughs> so just so that there's not like some ambiguity going. Oh wow, did the reception cut off? Something happened with my phone. Let me try and call back. No, no, no. Corey makes it abundantly clear. Slam the door shut. I yeah. don't want to talk to you ever again. It was. It, it was. God, I don't know why this just stuck with me forever it was an iconic moment 
in like at least score history, there used to be the Mike Dicka show, and there was a caller laying into Mike Dicka when he was the coach, and Dicka's mm-hmm. response response was. He gave the address of where the Bears practice. Meet me there. I'll whip your ass and get off my <laughs> phone, you jerk. <laughs> On the wow. air. Could you imagine that happening in 2023? Wow. No. I mean, I would I love it if it did. That's amazing. Yeah, it'd be, so it'd be fun. Yeah. We should become like a call-in show. I have decided. Yeah. So I was yeah. just oh, going to yeah. say, let's open the phone lines. Yeah, let's yeah. take no. homers just for funsies. Oh. <laughs> Jake, Jake's got to talk to people. Have that bleep button ready. Yeah, Jake's going to be yeah, sweating, right. waiting for the, to hit the dump button. You, God, you would love the screen calls. It's, it's, uh, it's, does anybody hear screen calls besides me I, for radio? I have before. Radio? Yeah, I have. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, you did in Champagne, Jake, right? No, and, and in Chicago. Where'd you do it, Ed? Uh, I was an intern at NPR and screened phone calls there. Oh my gosh! I think that's a different yeah. okay. Hold on, though. Sports radio. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel calls. like our experiences yeah. might have been a little different. <laughs> What's the worst caller you got? Like NPR oh, people right, trying to swear. This was, this was at NPR in Dallas. I was an intern no, and taxi driver all day. A, a call-in talk show. No, NPR callers, like, the one parallel is that, like, sports fans call in. They think they know more than the coach or the player or whatever. NPR yep. callers, and they think they know more than literally everybody. So anyway. when they would call in with some kind of factoid or question for the guest or whatever, they would go on and on about their experiences with gardening or their experiences with bird watching. And you would have to tell them in advance, oh, hey, no. can you shorten your question to about like 10 seconds? This is not your show where you can go on this five-minute diatribe about some random trip you took to South America when you were trying to find the great horned whatever. Like, that was a real problem, but it didn't involve cussing or anything like that. <laughs> As you say, yeah, you don't have to worry about <laughs> that. Or like, I don't know. Are people lit up when they call NBR NPR? I was I was actually kind of hoping Ed oh, was God. like screening for Car Talk or like Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, like one of those Saturday no, or Sunday morning man. shows. No, oh, God. unfortunately uh, not. That would have been fun. It is though. the worst. I did. Enjoy the worst the would be were... people. I mean, a different time, but people calling looking for scores of the game the night before because it wasn't on our phones. <laughs> you know, you you have to wait around for Sports Center or you know they didn't get the newspaper or whatever. Just no oh, bottom man, line. Just the worst. I should High probably respect football. those people because they're probably gamblers. A lot of them, so I should respect mm-hmm. them. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize that yeah. back then. It's just annoying people to me. Guys, rent right. is waiting on Joe O to tell him the score. Yeah. Like, <laughs> What's oh, the score? God. Or, or the, the worst is, I'm in a bar. Settle this bar bet with my buddy. We're arguing about this. Hey, I, you know, I call the <laughs> score. They'll know. Yeah, yeah, they call the score to decide. The the 20-year-old kid in college that doesn't know anything. Yeah. Uh, uh, you guys mm. got the internet? Look it up, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I once had a lady the internet. Look it up. I once had a lady call when I was working at another place in Chicago to report that she'd been like assaulted in a cemetery, and I was like, "Why are you calling here? Like, what what am I going to do?" She's like, "I just wanted to let you guys know so that you could like alert the public." I was like, what? Oh, no, th- no what's okay. happening right now? 
The right. all, I just wow. want to let you know. Scared to speak. Anything can follow that. Anything can follow that. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard mm -hmm. sentences start Jeez. with that. I want to let you know, but you know, he's yeah. right. Why? Why are you calling me? I mean, some people are lonely. Right. They just want to talk to somebody. It's like, am I gonna hang up on this guy? Oh, yeah. We yeah. had a couple people. people. Yeah. yeah, people yeah. would call every day at the same time, like on our dinner break, wanting to just talk. And we would talk to them because mm -hmm. we felt bad. But then it and would TV? be like, okay, it's your turn to answer. Yeah. We'd like yes. take turns mm -hmm. who had to talk to this person because we felt so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, think, thinking back, I would pull prank is stupid. I would make lies up. They would ask for someone. I'd say they died. Like, it was, I was mean. I was annoyed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you were mean. You're still mean, Joe. Oh, I'm not mean at all. I've mellowed. I, I Puppy <laughs> now he's changed. Yeah, all right. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight, right here on the BetQL Network. Oh, I know, rough. Okay, uh, yeah. lightning bets time. Uh, all uh, two of mine in Thursday night football. One on the hardwood. Uh, first off, Chargers first half plus one and a half. I do think that Aiden O'Connell will be starting for the Raiders, which will mean absolute disaster there. And I do think that Easton Stick, like, what is it? Uh, he might be a great runner. Maybe we learned that in college. But I do think when it comes to the scripted plays that the Chargers will be a little bit more unorthodox. I don't expect the Raiders to be as prepared for, say, the scripted plays. So I think the Chargers can get off to a good start. Maybe the Raiders claw back with, a, with another backup quarterback, you know, Hoyer or whomever. Uh, maybe that's how this game ends, but I do think the Chargers can cover the number in the first half. Next up, get excited, guys. Cameron Dicker over one and a half extra points made at plus 110. I have no idea who's going to be scoring touchdowns for the Chargers, but I do expect them to get at least two of them. I think that is a safe play. So I expect Cameron Dicker, who is a more than exceptional uh, more than exceptional kicker. I think he will get at least two extra points. And so at plus money, that makes it a plus money banger. And then finally, <laughs> I'm going to run it back with going under in a Clippers game as they start to gel, as they start to come together. I do believe that it's the defense. That's where we're going to see uh, the great strides made. So I'm going to go under 231 and a half between the Clippers and the Warriors, Joe. All right, we still don't have any props for Josh Jacobs. Well, once they get posted, assuming that he plays, we don't have him because he's listed as questionable. If he does play, I will be taking a close look. Certainly rushing attempts, uh, we'll consider that. I'm also going to take a look at uh, receiving yards because he blew up through the air last time against this defense. So I will be looking at Jacobs' props if he plays. But what we can give out right now, this number's already higher uh then when we talked about it earlier on quinn johnson longest reception it is now 15 and a half i would still go over he's uh blasted that number four the last five games and the opportunities will be there even with easton stick under center so longest reception going over that and uh josh palmer author injury report now you got keenan allen out too He's going to get the looks. So I'm going to go with the yardage one. It's only 34 and a half. I'm going over 34 and a half for Palmer receiving yards and mention Johnston. Uh, props for me only in this crap fest. Crap fest. That's All terrible. right. I am going to start on the hardwood. Um, mm. I looked at Sabonis and Jokic Boy. double doubles. 
But that was just <laughs> terrible to bet that parlay. So I'm going to go with triple doubles here. Three to one. Sabonis has had two triple doubles this season, and the last time he did it was against OKC, who they are playing tonight. And it's three to one. So I'm going to go Sabonis triple double and Jokic triple double. It's plus 110 against Brooklyn. And then I've, I've mentioned it a couple times already, so I won't go on and on. But I'll be on the Raiders tonight, minus three. No props. Oh my gosh, the chat right now. We do need to pay for a subscription for this. Raiders minus three tonight, Paul. <laughs> yeah, but people take screenshots and we'll all get fired. So probably a bad yeah. idea. Yeah, I don't want to lose like my, to job my job before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. a bad idea. Uh, I'll just play both of these scrappy uh, QBs to get into the end zone. I don't know what the hell we're going to see tonight. Uh, so at any time, touchdown for each. Um, Easton Stick, Stickman. I think the best number I see out there is a plus five. Stick. Why you did not call him the stick man? Stick man. It's like this, it's like the slender man, but not yeah. the same. I heard that yeah. was Paul's uh, name, nickname in high school, actually. He, he's the stick man guy. Yeah, he'd always is that what's that stupid game that you play? What was the stick object? I don't remember. Huh? Capture the flag. What? Did you say, what? No, you Catch draw the stick man. Hangman. Hangman. What is, but yeah. how do you, you play hangman? You forgot the name I of forgot. hangman? Yeah. I love we, that. Yeah, it's been a long the guy. Yeah, it's like letters Slow and down. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's called <laughs> hangman, Joe. Relax. But I forgot That's the odd hangman. I'm trying to. Stop. Thanks for watching and that listening was to Becky Daily presented by BetMGM. Those listening, yeah, right. next up is Jim Rohn. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Take care, everybody.